We're through 60 minutes and beyond. This is the Flames Talk Post Game Show, now available on Apple and Spotify. Here's Pat Steinberg. Okay, let's get it going. Final score, 7-2 from T-Mobile Arena. And for the first time ever, the score goes Calgary's way on the road in Vegas as we welcome you to our Flames Talk Post Game Show on this Thursday night. What's going on? It's Pat Steinberg along with you, Peter Labardius and Derek Wills as well. And we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basementy, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Flames Talk postgame is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. The phone lines will be open at 403-240-4444. Very shortly, the text line open at 960-960 and maybe a bit of a narrative change on our Flames Talk post game because with Winnipeg and Nashville losses on this Thursday as well, the Flames are back within three points of a playoff spot and back into ninth in the Western Conference. Still lots of hockey to be played, 13 games to go for Calgary. Lots of things can change either way. But, uh, hey, Lou, that's a full marks victory for the Flames. Not just the score, 7-2, but had it ended up being 3-2 or 4-2, they would have been full marks for it as well because, you know, give them credit. They played, they, they came out and played well and looked like they were on it to start. They dealt with that momentum swing that turned 2-0 into 2-2 really well, and they come away with two points for the first time ever in Nevada. Well, what was so critical was the Blake Coleman goal late in the second period because we talked about it, Pat, in the pregame show. You knew at some point Vegas was going to have a push for seven or ten minutes. They did look like a team, frankly, that was coming home for the first game off of a long trip. They didn't really have it tonight, I didn't think, for a lot of it. But Calgary looked to me like they had a very check-first mindset. They didn't give up very much. They were opportunistic tonight. They waited for their chances. They got some unbelievable performances from a lot of key people in their lineup. And they really, outside of about a six-minute stretch, never wavered. And I'll give credit where credit is due. Daryl Sutter switched up his four forward lines. I know I had questions about the third and fourth lines going into this game tonight, but for one night, and maybe one night only, who knows, it worked. And his team skates to a 7-2 win. They equal their season high for goals in a season, get their first ever victory over the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena, and I do think they took a tire advantage of a tired hockey team. You know, they always say it's tough to win the first game at home following a long road trip, and mm-hmm. the Golden Knights uh, just came off a five-game trip where they won their last four games, so we're probably feeling pretty satisfied with that. Uh, banged up going into the game tonight with uh, three of their top four goaltenders out, uh, in addition to Nick Waugh, William Carrier, and Keegan Colazar, who are you know gritty guys, and Mark Stone, who in my opinion is their best player. But you know what? The Flames took advantage of a good situation, and they found a way to pick up two points in a building they hadn't done that before. So kudos to them. Uh, a really solid victory for the Flames, and now they come home with uh, three of a possible four points on this road trip. Another big game on Saturday when they host the Dallas Stars. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post-game show. Let's head back to T-Mobile Arena in Vegas and get some immediate post-game reaction from winning goaltender tonight, Jacob Markstrom, who picks up the victory. Uh, Jacob, uh, first time ever 
ever the group has won in Vegas. First time you've been a part of a win in Vegas. And, and overall, I would imagine that you have to be feeling really good about the 60-minute effort from the group tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you can, uh, you know, you know, just watching the game, I, I thought we did a really good job. We had, obviously, a really good start. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it really helps to play with the lead. And then uh, when they uh, scored their second goal, we came right back in the second third. And then, uh, you know, I really thought we controlled uh, the third period and, and got rewarded. And, you know, obviously got some bounces going our way. But, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's about time. Jacob, you mentioned the the second period when Vegas comes back to tie it 2-2 and very shortly afterwards, that big goal from Blake Coleman. Just how did you like the way the group handled that momentum and, and didn't let you or didn't let it throw the group off off their game? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's how you, how you need to. Obviously, it's, you know, obviously after every time you a team ties, ties up the score, you, you want to come right back and get the lead again. But... Uh, you know that that doesn't always happen, but you know, uh, you know the pushback was really good, and you know we we had a great shift, spending a lot of time in in their zone, and and you know we uh, threw a puck into the net and a nice deflection there to to get the goal. Jacob, I got to ask you uh, about a guy that you know very well. Uh, Tyler Toffoli ties a career high with four points tonight. And uh, now is a new career high in points with lots of time still to go. His prior career high was 58. He's up to 60 on the season right now. Uh, tell us how important Tyler has been to the group all season long. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a goal scorer. He, he gets big goals and, uh, you know, he's done it his whole career. And, uh, you know, especially... Now uh, coming on at it at the stretch, uh, you know we're, we're really going to need a player like that to, to step up, and he's answered the bell every game, and and uh, he's producing. Uh, so so you know we, we're going to need him and you know everyone else to to keep going and uh, to to make a, make a serious push here. And a final question for you, Jacob. You you start your eighth consecutive game tonight uh, and tenth consecutive appearance for you. Just tell us about the the groove that you're in and and how that groove is feeling right now for you. Uh, you know, it's feeling good. Obviously, uh, I would like to have, you know, every, every loss we had, I would have liked to, like to win. But, uh, you know, you, we got to look forward. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hockey to be played here at the, uh, we got one game at home and then we're going back on the road. And, you know, we got to go home. And, uh, uh, you know, we need, a, we need a big performance and a big game at, at home in the Saddle Dome in front of our home fans. Jacob, congratulations on the win. Good luck Saturday against Dallas. Thanks so much for doing this tonight. Yep, thanks for having me. That is winning goaltender Jacob Markstrom as he joins us live from T-Mobile Arena in Vegas where the Flames have their first ever win and convincingly so. 7-2 your final score on this Thursday night. Let's go from hearing from Jacob to hearing about Jacob. It's time for tonight's Save of the Game brought to you by Shane Holmes. He was not the busier of the two goalies, but he was the better of the two goalies in this one tonight. And Jacob's Save of the Game comes in period number three. Castle. Into the near corner to Smith, and now in front, Carlson shoots, and Markstrom makes a sensational left pad save, his biggest of the hockey game. That ends up being one of the 17 stops made by Jacob Markstrom tonight, and that's his save of the game, brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit shaneholmes.com, the better way to build. And uh, Derek, I thought, uh, again, not the busier of the two goalies tonight, but first period, I thought he had to be really good and allowed the Flames to open up that one nothing lead. And even though there were lots of stretches where he didn't see it, he had to make some big stops again. 
again tonight. Jacob, whether whether he's facing a lot like he did against Minnesota or not so much like he did tonight, for these eight consecutive starts, he has looked like the same guy yeah. each and every one of those starts. And tonight, no difference, uh, no different rather for number 25. Not a lot of work early, not a lot of work late, but in between, he made some key saves at important times when it was 2-1, 2-2, and 3-2. So uh, I tip my cap to Jacob Markstrom. He's on a real roll right now. He just looks so much different, like physically and mm -hmm. mentally. He looks so much different. He looks a lot like the guy that finished second in Vesna Trophy voting last season. So for him to be able to turn his season around the way he has, I, I am just so impressed because we've talked a lot about the frustration that has built individually and collectively for this team this season. I'm not sure there was anybody more frustrated than Jacob Markstrom. And for good reason. He wasn't playing at the same level that he did last season. And when he was playing well, he wasn't getting enough goal support from yeah. the 18 guys in front of him. But, you know, Daryl Sutter did what we suggested he should do after that uh, game against the Bruins uh, a few weeks ago. And that's uh, stopped the back and forth between the goaltenders. Uh, uh, give the ball to your number one guy and let him try to run with it. And if you're going to go down, go down with uh, your workhorse goaltender, your elite goaltender. And that's what Daryl Sutter decided to do. And Jacob Markstrom has not taken the ball and dropped it. He's nope. taken the ball and run with it. And I know they've got a couple of back-to-backs coming up between now and the end of the season. But, you know, Jacob Markstrom's going to play less games this season than he did last, even if he plays in every game between now and the end of the regular season. So unless the Flames fall out of it, I would not be surprised to see him get every single game from now until the end of the regular season. Well, if he can handle it, um, although even when I look at the schedule, guys, you probably should be able to get a good enough performance and a win in Anaheim next week. But I'm not messing with it if I don't have to. And because said this number of games ago, this guy, when it has mattered the most and your season has been on the line this month, he's been at his best. And you waited all year for him to get here. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it away. Yep, he's been really good. Uh, ten straight appearances, eight straight starts. I know that when you suggested that, Derek, uh, after the Boston loss, when he came in to replace Dan Vladar in a couple days afterwards, I was still very leery about it. Uh, two things have happened. Number one, my whole take the entire time has been, well, you go with the guy that has uh, given you the best effort recently and stuck with him. Well, if you were going with that, well, Jacob's done it every single night. Uh, but second of all, yeah, I think uh, I, I think it, in in hindsight, it was the right call for them to do it for well, them to for them to go to him and say, "You're it." And I don't I don't know if the conversation happened or it didn't. Probably did. But hey, we need you. We need you to be the guy. We're going to put our faith in you and ride or die with you. And so far, he's he's been the guy. And right now, um, save back to backs. I, I think you're you're rolling with your number one right now because he's giving you an opportunity to stay in this thing. And in your defense, it's not like you were vehemently opposed to it. You just weren't quite there yet, Pat. But I'm there now. You're there now. How couldn't you be there yeah. now? But when I think about the Flames' upcoming schedule, yeah, the Ducks look like an easier landing spot. But they are a team that just beat you in your own building last week. So I don't know. I think it would be a tough spot to put Dan Vladar into because the guy hasn't played in 16 days. 
and wasn't playing well when he was playing two and a half weeks ago. So, I don't know. Uh, For me, it's all about how Jacob feels. Physically, he hasn't had as heavy a workload this season as he did last. And we all wondered at the end of the playoffs if he played in too many regular season games, mainly because Jay Woodcroft kind of suggested that during the Flames' second-round series. Kind of? Well, he, he said it without saying it. Basically talked about Jacob Markstrom playing in 63. Or he didn't say Jacob Markstrom. He, he said his, his goaltender, Mike Smith, didn't play in 63 regular season games, <laughs> so he wasn't worn out. So he didn't say it directly, but uh, it wasn't hard to read between the lines there. But again, it's been a season where Jacob Markstrom hasn't had as many games to play in. Can he play in every game between now and the end of the regular season? I don't know. I mean, I would say ask him how he feels, but I guarantee you he's not going to say I'm tired and I don't want to play tonight. So uh, I think as uh, uh, the goaltending coach, Jason LaBarbera, and as the head coach, uh, Daryl Sutter, you've got to try to read the situation and read your player as best you can. But, you know, if physically and mentally he feels up to it, I'm not going away from him unless his game really falls off or unless this team falls out of the playoff race. So, We'll see what the team decides to do. Uh, They've got a much better uh, read on the situation and their finger on the pulse of the situation than we do. But with the way that Jacob's playing right now and with the fact that Dan Vladar hasn't played in two and a half weeks and wasn't playing well before, I'd have a hard time going away from Jacob. Lou, the uh, Flames get four from Tyler Toffoli tonight. Two goals and two assists. On his third point, he established a new career high of 59 in a single season. Uh, His prior career high was 15-16 when he had 58 with the L.A. Kings. Uh, His fourth point got him to 60 for the first time in his career. There's still 13 games to go. I think that, and I know that uh, I know that they're, uh, the four points is great, but you're pointing to another thing I in am. this game as well that was really important. So hit that, and and then just overall the importance, Tyler Toffoli, and, and just how much he's meant to this group this year. Well, what are you willing to do in the most adverse times? And one of the most adverse times in the game tonight is it's 3-2. to two, You are on the power play, and you don't make a very good decision that turns into a Vegas two-on-one. And his hustle is not the fastest guy on the team, but his pure determination to get back, help turn that from what could have easily been a game-tying, and I might even suggest at this point a game-breaking, maybe season-ending type shorthanded goal to tie the game for a team that until tonight always felt like they could fix it and win it because that's all they've done against this group. His effort to come back, prevent that, and then the Flames a short time later get a very lovely bounce on a Michael Backlund goal from behind the end line. And so that to me, Pat, we don't have a play of the night, but that's my play of the night, even on an evening where he goes off for two and two to get four. Very, 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 very rarely do I get as excited calling a great defensive play as I do getting calling a goal but for those who are listening they heard me get really excited about that play that Tyler Toffoli made because I think Lou's right game saver season saver all of the above it was just such a great play by Tyler Toffoli and to, to see the team's leading goal scorer and point producer do that I think it sets a great example for everybody you want to get rewarded offensively play the right way Yep. He did, and he did. 
Uh, so the Flames take a 7-2 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. They're back at home for one against Dallas on Saturday, then back on the road for two Monday, Tuesday in L.A. and Anaheim. Let's select tonight's uh, player with heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. I've already written down the number. I think that I know where Lou is going, but uh, let's, uh, let's see if I'm correct. There are two tonight. Okay. Um, I can't not go th that way with Tyler Toffoli. But if you had number 28 written down, you got number 28 written down. What a night for Elias Lindholm, who ends up with two assists, his 15th multi-point game, so engaged, so great without the puck, and was plus five. Plus five. He was superb. Just and to put that in perspective, he yeah. was minus one in the season prior to tonight. <laughs> that helps the old plus-minus rating. And he's been in a really nice groove. <laughs> Is he too. ever? Uh, and they need, we talk a lot about Markstrom, they need that guy to be one of their best, if not their best forward as uh, they move down the stretch. Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli, players with heart tonight, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit HeartFit.com. Okay, final score from Vegas, 7-2. Flames beat the Golden Knights tonight. Uh, first ever win at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. It's uh, time for some final thoughts from our broadcast crew. Let's start with Derek Wills following a big victory this evening. Well, we just talked about uh, Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. I want to give some love to their new left winger, Andrew Majapani, who finally snapped his 10-game pointless streak, and he finished plus four. So that new look first line was a combined plus 12 tonight. It's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. You might stick with that line uh, for your next game coming up on Saturday night against uh, a Stars team that's likely to be in a bad mood after what happened to them tonight. But that's a huge win for the Flames, uh, first and foremost, because they moved within three points of the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference. They leapfrogged the Predators, who do still have three games in hand, and are only one point behind the Flames, and they inch closer to the Jets, who, again, are struggling right now and have a much more difficult schedule, at least based on uh, the point percentage of their opponents uh, for the rest of the regular season. Same games played between the Flames and the Jets, which I think is important to point out as well. But just to get uh, the monkey off your back at T-Mobile Arena, your first win in nine tries in six seasons since the game Golden Knights came into the league, and... To score seven, and I talked about it earlier, 11 players pick up at least one point, five players pick up at least two points, and Tyler Toffoli, who's been the Flames' best offensive player this season and at the age of 30 is having a career year, two goals, two assists, and four points to add to his team lead in goals and points. Uh, so all in all, uh, a really strong performance by the Flames, who are more often than not of late, certainly during the stretch of 4-1-1 and one hockey, finding ways to win games, which is something they didn't do often enough prior to this last stretch. And tonight was one of those nights where you're up 2-0, and then it's 2-2. The Golden Knights clearly have momentum, but then you score to make it 3-2. And you take control of the game from there, outside of that shorthanded chance that uh, Tyler Toffoli broke up. So... Uh, tip of the cap to the guys. They pick up three of a possible four points on this road trip. And, you know, Pat, I was saying if you lose a game versus a team you should beat, you're going to have to win a game against a team you shouldn't beat. For me, Tuesday was a scheduled win. 
and Thursday was a scheduled loss. Well, the Flames picked up a point in a loss on Tuesday and two points in a win tonight. So all in all, a good road trip, and we'll see if they can build on a big win against a good team when they return home where they've uh, struggled more than they have on the road of late. So big game coming up Saturday against the Stars. Pat, all I have is quickly three things, mm. and that is I feel pretty good for that group on a night like tonight because they've been through a lot. But here's the most important thing for me on our post-game show. Did anybody ask Daryl Sutter why he made the lineup decisions that he did and what were his answers as to why he went down that road? And lastly, did anybody think coming into tonight that Adam Ruzicka would play 15 more seconds than Nazem Kadri? Well, as uh, you ponder that, thank you, gents. Uh, Peter Labardius and Derek Wills signing off on this Thursday night. Let's hear from head coach Daryl Sutter right now. He just wrapped things up uh, at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas following his team's 7-2 win over the Golden Knights. Here's the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Daryl, maybe just what did you see from your team here tonight? I think got the lead. First period was a real grind period, I think, for both clubs. Kansas scores. It was direct in, wasn't it? With Kansas goals. So you know, get a one nothing lead and uh, just kind of go from there. What did you see from the new lines? Just trying to get some energy in the lineup tonight. Yeah. And put Rosie in and Big Rich in, get some energy and moves. You know, we get some guys that are struggling to score. Just trying to move them around a little bit to find a spot for them. A few of the guys were talking this morning about killer instinct and needing to have that when you have one, two-goal lead. Did you like the way they were able to press their foot on the gas a little well, bit? Well, really, the big goal is Blake's goal. They make it 2-2. Two, two. Blake makes it 3-2. It's not that it's not that much more to it. And then Bax, we finally get a little puck luck on that power play goal to go for it, too. I'm not even sure how it went in. But... Two stick and a body. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. see it from the bench. What, are, what about what about that, that that moment though? I mean, I think there was a pretty good save there from Markstrom in Markstrom tight on. made a lot of big too, saves. Yeah. You know what? They got the goals they scored were good shot goals, right? And he made some big saves. He's made a lot of them. For, what has he played now? Seven or eight in a row. So. It's one thing to come in here and, and win, but the way that you won, how, how much more does that? Mean? Three two going in the third period wasn't the way we won. You know what, they're coming back from a long trip. Right? Probably their you know, changes, a lot of time zone changes coming in there, and that was our only focus, was just trying to have a good first period, and it was just a, it was a grind first period. So it's, it doesn't matter if it's 10-2 or 3-2. We need points. <laughs> Tonight's as big a night as this team has. You Obviously, what does it say about your team that they responded so well? I think we've stayed in the moment and tried to do that for quite a while. I mean, you think about it, we've played so many one-goal games this year, you could easily have forgot, you know, just walk away from it and say, oh, hell, this ain't going to work. But <laughs> that, that hasn't happened with our club yet. You mentioned kind of a big, you did have three goals where there was a little bit, a little bit of puck luck, which you yeah. haven't had a lot this yeah. year. But you recognize that, right? This, you finally got some bounces. Well, it was, you know, it's nice. Nice to see, you know, Ty gets a couple and Blake gets a couple and Bax 
was the last chance he had to score when he was 33 years old. It's today. So, it's his birthday tomorrow. St. Patrick's Day. Swedish St. Patrick's Day. There you go. That is head coach Daryl Sutter post game in Vegas, where the Flames take a 7 2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. So, a uh, blowout for their first ever win at T Mobile Arena. First win in nine tries. And this was their last trip to T Mobile Arena this season. So, don't have to worry about that narrative when they go there for the first time next year. Yes, happy birthday in advance to uh, Michael Backlund, who turns 34 on St. Patrick's Day Friday. Uh, he scores his his 17th of the season, a big one, and a, uh, that turned a 3-2 game into a 4-2 game on the power play in period number three. By the way, our marquee matchup brought to you by Country Hills Toyota tonight. We were talking about the, the two blue lines, and much like Calgary kind of won all of the battles tonight, uh, they definitely came out in front on that one. Uh, you heard there Daryl Sutter even talking about uh, that was a tired Vegas group and a Golden Knights group that uh, they got a little momentum, but the Flames stuck with it and uh, didn't allow that momentum to go any further than it did. Okay, give us a call right now, 403-240-4444. Fire us a text right now at 960-960. Your phone calls and texts coming up very, very shortly. Right now, we we will uh, step aside very shortly on our Flames Talk post-game show. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basementy, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Flames Talk post-game is underway. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And this is Flames Hockey. Alpine credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Let's continue breaking down the game, plus take your calls and texts. This is the Flames Talk postgame show on Sportsnet 960, the fan or on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Flames win 7-2 on the road in Vegas. And look, whether it was a 3-2 final score and no goals were scored in the third period of this game, or like what actually happened, the Flames blew this game wide open in the third period. Here's what I know. Flames are full marks for this win. Uh, I, I was impressed with a lot of things, and we can talk all we want about where Vegas was or how tired they might have been or whatever. But Calgary came out with a purpose, and I liked the way they played off the hop. And I thought that they were dialed, and it felt like a big game uh, from the get-go. So there's that. And so you had a... Um, you had a, a really good start to the game for the Flames and a one nothing lead after 20. And then you, you make it 2-0, Vegas comes back, and they have that little run where they scored the two goals. They had a lot of momentum. But I felt like that, I, I really didn't feel like the Flames got too panicked there. And I like the fact that they regrouped at that commercial break and, what, 83 seconds later came back with the game-winning goal and won this game 3-2. And I, I like the way that they stuck with it. 
I like the way that they battled. I like the, the way that they were engaged physically and on the details. I just thought this is a really solid, pretty close to 60-minute effort, even though a 2 nothing lead turned into 2-2 momentarily. I thought there's a really solid 60-minute effort for Calgary, and they are full-on full marks for the victory. Now, on top of all that, Tyler Toffoli leads the way with two goals and four points. Uh, that ties a career high, and he now has a career high for points. His prior career high was 58 back in 15-16 with the LA Kings. He's now up to 60 on the year with 13 games to go, so 60 points and counting on a career season for Tyler Toffoli. He was the number one star in tonight's game. Let's hear from him post-game from Vegas. Maybe just, just describe the feeling of you know, for this team to win in this spot and uh, you know the magnitude of this one. Yeah, it was a huge game. I think uh, the last time we came in here, um, we had a good effort for the first 40 minutes and obviously let things slip, but um, tonight we, we took control and um, just played great. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think we talked about it this morning. Michael just said it here just now about you never really sat back, that you guys stayed aggressive throughout the whole night. that fair? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, last time we were in here, we uh, kind of sat back and um, let them, you know, start playing their game, whereas tonight, um, you know, obviously they scored a couple goals, but we, we stuck with it and, and came together as a group, and um, Colsey had a, you know, a huge goal, and we just continued on. Talk about uh, you set a new career high, four points also. It's a big night for you. I, I know that pales in comparison to the two points, but it's got to feel good. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, obviously things have um, been, you know, pretty good and I've been, you know, pretty consistent. And, um, you know, I came to the season wanting uh, to prove something and um, I'm trying everything I can to, to help the team win games. And, um, you know, tonight was, was obviously a good night. You say to prove something, just prove that you're a top line player in this league? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I am, but other people tend or thought differently. And um, you know what? I've kind of done that throughout my whole career. People have always kind of doubted me um, at times, and uh, I've I've rose to the occasion. Uh, occasion, and uh, you know, I just want to keep going and uh, get in the playoffs and make some noise. Nice to see a couple of those. You know, the, we talked about balances here tonight, but see a couple of those go in for your group. And you know, obviously, you've had some nights where that hasn't been the case. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, you, you end up working for your bounces, and uh, tonight, obviously, we had a few, and, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll take it, and we'll take the two points. That is Tyler Toffoli, four points and uh, 60 on the season as part of a Flames 7-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk postgame show, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Text line 960-960. Phone lines open, 403-240-4444. To both of those in about two minutes, but uh, the number two star in this game was Blake Coleman. Two goals and an absolutely massive one. 83 seconds after Vegas tied it in the second period. Coleman with number 15 and 16 on the year, but it was that 15th goal of the year that swung this game back into Calgary's favor. Let's hear from Blake post-game in Vegas as well. Maybe just let's start with the win. Obviously the significance of it um, in a building that's been it's difficult to play in, but how big is this win for your group? That's a huge win. Um, obviously uh, you know, we had had trouble with third periods and putting teams away and, um, you know, start to finish. I thought we did a pretty great job tonight uh, making sure we didn't take our foot off the gas. And, and it's two big points for us, and, and we'll take it and get out of here. Easy to look at uh, one of the turning points is that, that goal that you scored to make it 3-2 after they, you know, you get the little push and they tie it up. But just, you know, the significance of that in that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we got to have pushback on this team. I think, uh, you know, they 
you know, they're a good team. They were going to have their pushes, and obviously blowing a two-goal lead isn't uh, the way you want it, but um, we were able to respond tonight, and I think that was big. I think it's been missing in our game a little bit in the past, and then, um, like I said, from there, I thought it was a great third, and, and the guys did a good job. Everyone's got a different way to describe uh, Uyghur's goal. How do you describe uh, Backlund's goal? Just a savvy vet. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have the faith that he uh, called that shot, and he knew what he was doing there, and um, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. We're talking about puck luck, and it's you know it's an old cliche, but it really seems like you guys haven't had much of it this year. But tonight, you got it in spades. Yeah, you know I, I'm a big believer, and you you earn your luck. Um, you know I I agree that the bounces maybe haven't gone our way, but there's times where we certainly didn't earn um, the bounces, and I thought tonight we did. I thought it was really a, a pretty solid effort, and I thought that we gave ourselves a chance to to have those bounces go our way. Like that's a new career high now for Tyler Toffoli, which it, I mean, it's not an old guy, but for his age, it's pretty impressive. Leading scorer all year. Maybe what can you say about how he's kind of been a leader for you guys this year? Yeah, he's been great. Obviously, he's uh, you know he's the best finisher on our team, and um, he's been showing it lately. It's, it was a uh, a big goal he scored, big couple goals I should say, but uh, obviously the first one was was the highlight reel type, and um, you know he's been uh, he's been consistent all year, and that's what you need, and. Um, you know, he's, like you said, he's having a career year. So um, to get in, we're going to need him to continue and, and other guys to pull some weight. There you go. That is Blake Coleman post game. He had two goals and a huge game winner. He was a big part of tonight's impressive 7-2 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, let's get to the text line for the first time tonight as the Flames come away with two much needed points. And for the first time in a while, they meaningfully gained some ground as they leapfrog one team and close in on another. Uh, they're now within three points of Winnipeg for the final playoff spot in the West and they've leapfrogged Nashville who drops to 10th in the West. The Flames into 9th. Nashville still with the three games in hand which needs to be pointed out but nonetheless Flames uh, are able to not only pick up the win themselves get some help elsewhere and meaningfully gain some ground. Um... What do we got here on the text line? Let's get to it at 960-960. Finally, a big win. Great game. Happy for the team. Markstrom's been very strong the last eight games. Seven goals on the board and no points from your highest paid guys. No Kadri or Huberdo. Actually, Huberdo did get a point on the 7-2 goal, but no. Kadri uh, and Huberdo, for the most part, uh, kept off the score sheet tonight. This says surprising win. They finally got some puck luck and played a team that was pretty much half asleep for most of the game. Flames deserve things to go their way for once, but still have a long way to go to make the playoffs. I can't see these lines working out for them in the long run. They got really lucky today. Maybe a little luck of the Irish was on their side. One last note. Does anyone else think that Mackenzie Weger is poor back there? He gives up the puck way too much and is a detriment to the team. Yeah, he scored a goal tonight, but more often than not, he gives up way too many scoring chances. Way overrated, in my opinion. I actually would disagree on that front. I think McKenzie has been one of their uh, best players for, I don't know, the last month, month and a half. He's been really strong with his stick. He has been great in killing plays. His up pass has been strong. He skated things out of trouble defensively, and 
offensively, he's been far more dangerous. I think this is McKenzie's by far best stretch as a member of the Flames. So uh, I uh, I disagree. I, I think he's actually been really good. Thought he had a really strong game, goal or not. Thought McKenzie was was pretty strong in this one tonight. In fact, not a lot of guys that you'd point to in this game and say weren't strong. And McKenzie was one of them. I, I think Uyghur's actually been a really good player for this team of late. Uh, Johnny and Milrise, who says, a.k.a. Debbie Downer, uh, allow me to skip uh, to this text, I will allow me to skip to the text I will undoubtedly send after the Flames lose on Saturday to Dallas. Quote, once again, another lackluster performance, losing a must-win game to an inferior team. This will go down as another lost season, end quote. That comes from Johnny and Milrise. I don't know, Dallas is well ahead of the Flames in the standings. I don't know if they lose on Saturday, if you can chalk it up and, and put it in the same category as, say, the losses to Anaheim or Arizona. I wouldn't, anyway. Um, so that is a bit of a Debbie Downer text from Johnny and Milrise. Uh, Ash says, happy for a blowout win for once, but I still think it's a travesty doer was scratched today the fourth line with them in the lineup has by and large scored in every game i also think we need to be mindful that although the flames scored seven uh huberdo and cadre were not involved in any of them as a result i think the lines were ineffective with the exception of the lindholm line thoughts well the backland line had some really good stretches again huberdo did get a point tonight so it wasn't um it wasn't a night where he got nothing, uh, but I, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Is uh, At least I believe, unless they've changed that on the game sheet, and if they haven't, I'm just going to go quickly back and check to make sure they haven't. No, they haven't. Uh, so, yeah, Huberdo did end up getting a goal. Uh, sorry, getting an assist on the, the final goal of the game. So, But I, th I get it. Kadri and Huberdo did not um, have a ton in this one tonight and, and were not you know really meaningfully involved in the offense, but I did think the backland line played well, and yes, the Lindholm line was was on it all night long. Lindholm, Manjapani, and Toffoli were great all night and, and were definitely the driving force of this victory. And lots of points uh, combined between those guys. Manjapani finally got off the... Um, Stretch where he hadn't had points. He had a, he had an assist. Toffoli had five, four points, and Lindholm had two. So that's seven points combined for those three guys tonight. And just taking a look at the way that line played together, they were 65% possession. They were on ice for three nothing goals for high danger chances were three one with them on the ice, and they had an offensive zone start of under 50. So they drove the bus. The backland line was next, and I didn't mind Ruzicka, Richie, and Dubé either. Dubé scored the goal, um, and they outchanced the opposition quite a bit as well. So I like the I like the backland line. I love the Lindholm line. I actually quite like the Ruzicka line with Dubé and Richie. I did not like Kadri with Lucic and Lewis. I thought that that was a line that that did not hold up their end of the bargain tonight. Um, this from Corey. Pat, whether you think they can get in or not, the boys deserve a big hats off. Well done for sticking to the plan all the way through. That was one of the most gratifying wins in a long time. Um... This says, what type of contract could Backlund get if the Flames were to sign him at the end of this season? And what do you think of the idea the Flames might have given him the C already if he was signed longer term? The guy's carrying himself like Gio and Iggy before him. Big shoes, but I haven't ever seen him so confident in himself. I agree. Here's the good news. Michael turns 34 tomorrow on Friday of this week. Uh, he's a St. Patrick's Day birthday. Um, and... 
I and, and Wes and I talked about this either earlier this week or last week. I don't remember when it was. Everything blends together. But recently on one of our Flames Talk Hours, Wes and I talked about the idea of re-signing Michael Backlund. I am 1,000% for signing Backlund to an extension as early as July 1st when he's eligible. He is playing the best hockey of his career. He is one of the absolute no-questions-asked leaders on this team. And as a result, I think you could sign him, give him the captaincy on the same day, and and make it a really, really feel-good moment for the team. I think Backlund would be a great captain. I think he's one of many. Uh, and I think he'd be a great candidate for a contract extension this summer. And he's got one year left on his deal. He's at 5.35 or whatever his cap it is. And I think if you were to go to him and offer him a two- or three-year extension at the age of 34 and say, Michael, we want to keep you. You're a core member. We think there's value in having you being a flame for life, maybe being the all-time games played leader in franchise history and we're willing to give you a two or three year extension I think Michael would be okay with taking the hometown haircut he's a veteran and you go from if, if you could get him to go from 5.35 to 4.5 doing what Joe Pavelski and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and and other guys who want to stay in their market have done in recent years I think he'd be the perfect candidate to do it. I think he'd have no problem doing it. And I think you, by going to him and saying, hey, we'd like to extend you now and do it before his contract runs out, you've got a better chance of getting him to take that hometown haircut. So everything that I've seen from Michael Backlund this year convinces me of two things. One, absolutely, he was my leading candidate now to be the captain. And number two, I would sign him this summer as early as I can and see if you can lock him up for another two or three years because his fitness level and his brain makes it to the point makes it so that I don't think that we're talking about a guy that falls off so dramatically that extending him would be all that risky at all. So that's my feel on Michael Backlund. Um, this says, my heart couldn't take it. What I thought was another one-goal loss, so I didn't watch the first three quarters of the third period. Uh, I beat Vegas <laughs> in, in, in Chell on, online, Xbox or PlayStation, uh, to have a mini victory, then switch the game back on. Sweet. Also, Daryl loves interrupting media questions. Great to see the boys break the Sun City curse with authority. There's hope yet after the out-of-town scoreboard. Buckle up, Flames fans. Um... This says, uh, don't say it's the last game at T-Mobile Arena this year. Flames are going there in the playoffs. Fair enough. It's the last game in the regular season there. Uh, how's that? Um, now, no guarantee it would be Vegas if the Flames got in because L.A. moved within a point of them tonight and Dallas is still in that mix. But it could be one of the, it could be Vegas. That could have been if the Flames are able to erase the deficit, which is still a big ask. Um, that would be a potential first round matchup. Ali says, to quote a beloved Hall of Famer, you can put it in the win column. That is all. Uh, I like that. Uh, this from Sam. Pat, I guess the Flames hit lucky number seven tonight in Vegas, but I feel we've seen this Spielberg sequel all season long. I continue to scratch my head as to why your two young players that have brought nothing but positive energy were scratched tonight. Yes, they 
they got the win, but I feel there were way more valid candidates to watch from the press box. Pat, I may have to buy one tin of snake oil from you after all, as this team continues to dangle the golden carrot in front of fans. The math is still not great, but the nail didn't go further in the coffin, at least for one night thoughts. What Sam is referring to is um, how uh, you, I, you look, I, I've, I've tried to keep it pretty positive and, and you know, keep the door open on Flames Talk, especially in the afternoon as much as I can in terms of this thing's not over and I know it's seven points and I know it's five points and now it's three points, but you know, I've, I've said that I can understand why some Flames fans would suggest, especially after the Arizona loss, for instance, why it feels like Steinberg's a snake oil salesman because you're like, I, I, don't, I don't buy it. But I'm going to continue to try to keep things positive to to balance the negativity. And look, I'm not going to not be negative either. There have been times to be negative and to be super critical and frustrated. But fact of the matter is the season ain't over. There's still 26 points left on the table for Calgary here. And they're three points back. Are they going to make it? I don't know. Is the math good? No. Could they? Of course they could. Far crazier things have happened. So we shall see. So I'll keep on selling that snake oil if uh, that's the way you're interpreting it. Um... This says it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Uh, it is Michael Backlund's birthday on St. Patrick's Day. This text just says, snake oil, Pat. So this uh, texter is not feeling the positivity or, or as hopeful as some are. Uh, this says... From Brad, Vegas looked like a tired group. Give the Flames credit for capitalizing and playing like their season depends on it because it kind of does. But this routine of win-loss, win-loss has been the same all season, and this was not an exception. Uh, Ed says, I know lots of work to do, but I think the two division leaders, Vegas and Dallas, wouldn't want anything to do with a possible first-round matchup with Calgary. Well, if, if they're playing red hot, and, and that's the way they get into the playoffs, and they don't back in because Vegas and as, because uh, Winnipeg and Nashville <laughs> leave the door open, then yeah, I think that's probably true. And Calgary has won two or three matchups against Vegas so far this year with one to go. They got five of a possible six points in those three, and they have swept Dallas to this point with one more still to go. So the season series has been very favorable to Calgary against both those opponents as well. Uh... This from Brendan in Evergreen. Pat, I think the theme of this flame season is subvert expectations. A largely mediocre season, but they just won't go away. Every time I think they're dead and buried, they suck me back in. Every time my hope level begins to rise, they quickly dash it. No idea what happens next, but we'll all be here for it. On another note, what are the odds the Flames will get to a four-game win streak this season yet? I'd set that line at plus 150. Well, I mean, if they win their next two against good teams and they t tend to play well against good playoff teams. Then it's Anaheim at the Honda Center, which is now Calgary's favorite place to play because they've killed the Ducks there lately. Um, maybe they could put together a uh, four-game win streak before the season's over. Here's Stafford in Fort Mac, who says the chameleon flame strike again. A, mix -mash, a, mix, a mismatch lineup puts seven in the twine for a convincing win against the division-leading Knights. If they're true to form, they'll likely get another two points on Saturday against the Stars. But what's coming up after that? A game in Anaheim where they'll likely do what they've done all season, play to the level of their competition. I'm begging them to prove me wrong and would love to see consecutive victories against Dallas, L.A., and Anaheim. But we know how many times they've won four straight this season. Flames, make me a believer once again. So Stafford is keeping the door open but wants him to prove it. I like it. Um, Brevin and Prince George says, I thought the Flames played amazing tonight, but I found the cadre line with Lucic and Lewis not good. Also, Richie took another stupid penalty and looked out of place all night. 
I agree on both fronts. Um, I did not think Richie was very strong tonight, and I thought the Kadri line with Lucic and Lewis struggled in this game tonight. Uh, this says, so maybe Daryl doesn't need to be fired, as many Twitter fans suggest. Small sample size, but those lines didn't look bad. I think Sutter's decision to shake the lineup sent a message that everyone needed to contribute, and they got the result. Hopefully they can finally gain some momentum. I'm curious to see if the lines hold for Saturday against Dallas. They probably do just because they're coming off a win. Uh, but, hey, we were all talking going in. It is time to juggle up the lines. They did, and it seemed to uh, it seemed to work for them tonight. Uh, Matthew says, it's good to hear T-Mobile Arena silenced. Flames played well and deserved to win. Uh, this reads, I'm so utterly confused and baffled right now. They play so well against good teams and absolute garbage against bad teams. It's impossible to explain how much more hopium do they need to give us fans. We're forced to take it all at this point. Uh, there you go. Oh, and our boy Wedley says, big win. Don't dream it's over. Uh, which of the usual negative fans are most upset? That comes from Wedley, who has been playing Don't Dream It's Over as his good luck song. And again, the sixpence done the richer version not the Crowded House version. I think it's Crowded House who originally did Don't Dream It's Over. It could be another one of those. Um, yeah, it was Crowded House. Good. I got it right. Um, okay. Great stuff on the text line at 960-960. Back to the text in just a little bit, but let's get to the phone lines for the first time. They're wide open if you want to chat on a late Thursday night and soon to be Friday morning. couple of lines open if you want to skip a busy signal, and you can call us now at 403-240-4444. George, welcome to Flamestock. You're kicking us off on the post-game show on the phone lines. What's up, George? Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. So, you know what? I'm really, really pushing hard to rename this team to the Calgary Trolls, Patty. I even have a jersey de de design and logo in mind. You remember that very short-lived yet ill-fated mascot of the Stockton Heat, Scorch? I, that, you're, you're, you sure are uh, harsh in a lot of people's buzz, George. No, 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 no. We can just replace the Flaming Sea with the Scorchy guy on it because he looks like a troll-like creature that's on fire. It would be perfect. Let's get this straight. They can't beat Anaheim or Arizona, but they smoke Vegas in Vegas. I mean, the ultimate troll drop to me. I I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Okay. So, my point is, Patty, this team, I feel like they're really going to finish two to four points out of a playoff spot. And that's what's the most frustrating part. So, at this point, my question is, who are they going to draft at number 16? Wow, you really are in a straight-up buzzkill mode, hey? I'll tell you why I am. I'll tell you why I am. There's two. There's two. And they're valid. They're valid points I'm going to make here, okay? How many times in the past two weeks have Winnip has Winnipeg alone opened the door for this team? And they've closed it shut with, with absolute disgusting losses to teams like Anaheim. Look, all, George, all I can times? say is you're not wrong about what has happened in the first 69 games nice but at the same time there's 13 to go and they're three back and there's still everything to play for I, I don't know what else you want me to say like they they deserve the win tonight they pounded Vegas it was a good win they're back within three I don't know if they're gonna make it the odds still aren't great but I, I don't know what you want me to say like uh, yeah they, they've had a crappy season all things considered but there's still 13 games to go and everything's still on the table I know it's just agitating because they have had, they have had things go pretty good for them on the out of town scoreboard here lately, and it's still like you know. Well, and it won't continue to go that way. Winnipeg will win again, 
and Nashville will win again. 100%. And and so the Flames still have Flames are still not in the driver's seat, but all they can do is is win their games. And if they don't, then they're not going to get there. And if they don't if they don't beat the teams they have that are well out of the playoffs on their schedule, they're not going to get there. And the losses that they've already had against those teams may be one of the deciding factors when it's all said and done for them not making the playoffs. But they're not out of it, so I, I don't know why you're waving the white flag. Patty, I mean, look, I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I don't know if you do. No, I do. I do. I'm obviously, of course, I hope I'm wrong. But it's just like there's a big difference between pessimism and realism. And you have to admit, like even with the math right now, it's still a long shot. It really is still a long shot. Sure, it is. It. And they so, might not make it. In which case, it'll be a failure of a season, without question. And the other, the other point I did want to make is why I'm irritated too. I watch it now. Granted, they lost tonight, but they lost to the best team in the league. I watch a team like Nashville who sold off. And they're still yeah. Well, they the they just lost to Chicago and, tonight, so I don't know. Like oh, so I'm so I apologize, Chicago. My bad. Anyway, my point being is they're still in this tooth and nail. They sold off for them. It's for them. It's kind of a win-win because if they make it in, they accumulated assets and then have a playoff run, even if it lasts one now. If they miss, they still sold off and got assets. God forbid Calgary do something like that. We have something to look forward to at the draft at least. That's why I'm just like up in arms tonight. I'll end it with one thing, and I will end it on a positive. Tyler Capoli, this guy all year has been blowing me away. I remember the beginning of the season when people were like, this guy's too slow. He shouldn't be on the top line. Points-wise, he's the best player on this team. He's been unbelievable this year, all year. So, And, and, and Mr. Lubardi has said it. It's not even the four points, which, of course, were great. That defensive play he makes saved, saved this, this game. Absolutely saved this game. And for a guy who can't skate with a, you know what, he hauled ass to, to save that goal. And it's like this at, this guy, at least mentally, this guy still wants to do everything he can to make this team make it. So I'll give him a credit for that, and he's been awesome all year. And I'll end on that note if you want a positive. So I'll end on that. Go, uh, go watch something happy on TV, George. Uh, let's uh... – there's a no, fun night. They just they just won their first ever game in Vegas. You, you can enjoy it, you know. You're allowed. True. And and one thing too you mentioned, we don't have to talk about some stupid streak again. I got sick of that with Anaheim for years. So yeah, you're right there. You're right. Good night, George. Good night, buddy. Talk to you. Uh let's uh Wedley was right. <laughs> Wedley, the answer to your question was George. Full lines are open at 403-240-4444. Flames win 7-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights on this Thursday night as we say hello to Andrew. What's up, Andrew? How you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Yeah, this is why I love and hate being a fan. Things like this, it just brings you right back. I in. know. You I, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that I get. That I get. Like, you're like... Holy, like, stop reeling me in. I, I, I fully get that. Yeah, and, like, everyone's saying, like, a fan, like, Fairweather fan, like, they don't understand that the word is derived from fanatic, which means you're not, you know, like, you're not being, like, you're not, like, making a good judgment on the team. You're reacting to it. That's what a fan is. That's why you're paid to talk about it, like, judgmentally. But, like, we are just being fans. You know what I mean? So I, and I as, as, as I say, said, like, man, like, I would much rather... I would much rather there be um, passionate fans that ride the roller coaster 
as opposed to, yeah. you know, the other way around where you're talking about uh, apathy. This is way better. Oh, 100%. And, like, next game, I guarantee you I will be the first one to be losing it. But that's what fans are. Like, that's what we're passionate about, the the team, the sport. I mean, but they're only three points out now. I know. They're so reeling you right back the Flames, in. Would you take the Flames team right now that have, you know, talent, veterans, and say, like, the Montreal Canadiens are on rebuild? They would take being three points out with 13, point, 13 games left in the season all day if you gave them that bad at the beginning of the season. Uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think most, like, I think that there would be some, like Chicago and uh, a few yeah, they, others yeah. that would maybe feel a little bit differently just because they're clearly tanking. Um, fair, but yes, fair. but yes, I, I think that that's a fair point, that there'd be lots of teams that would be just fine with being this close i think st louis would much rather be uh in this spot as opposed to where they are right now i think washington and ottawa would much rather be um yeah in this so i i I get your point yeah i think st louis and calgary were hoping they wouldn't be like or uh, st louis and uh, washington yeah but i think ottawa would definitely take it but like i think i would take this roster right now if i know they haven't been playing great it's 68 games like i said i'm a fan i'm pulled in again it's a nightmare um, but I would take this lineup to get three points, to make up three points in 13 games and say in Ottawa, that hasn't been there. Do you know what I mean? Well, and I mean, look, I think if they, if they get there, I think it'd be interesting to see how this group performs in the playoffs because they do have guys who have lots of, of playoff experience. They do have uh, guys that have won Stanley Cups before. Um, so yeah. I, I would be very... And if they got in, we'd probably be talking about a red-hot team um, that that yeah. had to play some really high-end hockey to make it. So I, I'd be really curious to see if that gave them a bit of a leg up going into the playoffs. They got to get there, of course. But, of course, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I, I'd i be interested to it see almost, how they play if if that ends up being the scenario. It'd almost be like Ottawa, what was that, like 2017 or 16 when Hamburger went crazy and they <laughs> yeah, got in the playoffs, right. went to the Eastern Conference Final. And it would, I mean, you know, like, I don't think it would be quite to that extent that the Flames would have to go on a run, but no. it'd be pretty close. There, yeah. Like they're, they, yeah, they, also, were, they were seven oh, back not that long ago. Yeah, and also another thing, I see a lot of hate on uh, Twitter about uh, Trevor Lewis, and like I get whatever. Um, if the biggest issue with the Flames this year is Trevor Lewis, and that's the reason why they don't make the playoffs, that's outrageous. I think he's played his role perfectly. Like he played a minute and fifty-nine, I think, seconds tonight on the penalty kill. They went four for four. He was a huge reason why they won the game because the penalty kill, and he also has nine goals on the fourth line. Like he's, a, I think he's the least of the worries, and I just it's easy to focus on fourth line players but i think trevor lewis has played his role perfectly this year yeah i I, you're not getting any disagreement from me i i know there are lots that um don't like to see him in the lineup i i just i don't quite get that myself uh he's for what he is as a fourth line player he's fine um and and he does his job well he's important on their penalty kill i don't have a problem at all with with trevor lewis being in the lineup no, I mean, that's just I want to say that because I get um, other players. I'm not going to say any names, but older players, I could see what the vitriol would come from them. But Trevor Lewis, I don't know. I think he's just an easy player to 
to hate. But anyway, I'm going to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate everything you do for us playing fans, and hopefully we get uh, some playoff hockey here, bud. All right, Andrew, you have yourself a great night, hey? Yeah, take care. Be well. Uh, phone lines are open, 403-240-4444. Text line is open at 960-960. More of your phone calls, more of your texts as we continue along in your Flames Talk post-game show. Let's hear from Michael Backlund as we go back inside the Flames locker room. He scored a, a big power play goal to give the Flames a little breathing room at 840 of the third period. Let's hear from Michael Backlund post-game inside the Flames locker room. Yeah, I asked the other guys to describe your goal. How would you describe your goal? Uh, put the pocket towards the net and it went in. <laughs> called it. Called it. You called that that goal. What do you mean? You, you called it. A to double bank that shot. Like, that's a trick shot. Back. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying to pass it to off and lucky bounce. But I'll take it. You deserve it, don't you? Feel like this team really deserves a little bit more of the breaks that you got tonight. Well, especially in this arena, I feel like. Uh, been some breaks before and um, yeah so yeah definitely like we've earned it uh, over the years in this arena and, uh, and this year too it's been a lot of bounces out of the way and um, but at the same time if you do the th little things right and you know you play the right way and you do uh, if you, you know if the, when the team plays the way we can and that's when the bounces come too so there's there's no excuse that we haven't got the bounces we gotta we know when we play well we do get the bounces too how would you describe just the magnitude of this win and, you know, obviously the spot you're in and you move three points back in the playoff spot now, but in this building and, and a game like that? Yeah, no, it feels good winning here. Um, you know, being part of all the losses here, it feels really, really, really good to find the win here, uh, to break that record. Um, so, or uh, spell, whatever you call it. And, uh, yeah, no, and it feels good, obviously, uh, seeing when you play loose and getting closer to a playoff spot. Uh, we know we still got to be a lot more consistent and play a lot better uh, every night. And uh, um, but today was a was a big game from us and a step forward. And just maybe that spot, uh, you know, they tied up at two, and just kind of the response. You know, your line obviously part of that, um, but just to you know help, you know, kind of sustain and stop tied at Summit and then you know build on it. Yeah, no, I thought we just kept going all night. Um, kind of tight first period, but the second I thought we played well and. Same in the third, and we just, uh, yeah, when it was 2-2, we didn't sit back. We just went after it and trying to go for the next one, and that's why we won today, and that last time we were here. There you go, Michael Backlund, post-game in Vegas, following a 7-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. It's Pat Steinberg along with you as we continue on your Flames Talk post-game show. Uh, tonight's Alberta-made player of the game, brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, in the pregame show, we selected Jonathan Huberdeau. Tonight, Huberdeau had an assist, plus one, played 16-29. One missed shot, one hit, two block shots. That was Jonathan Huberdeau's stat line this evening. Full lines remain open, 403-240-4444. Text line remains open at 960 960 uh, back to the phone lines back to the texts just momentarily right now we're in the Doug Lacey's basement systems downtown studio if you have cracks in your walls floors or ceilings contact them today for a free estimate for all things basement tea visit dlbasementsystems.com Let's go back inside the Flames locker room for the final time. Mackenzie Weger opened the scoring tonight. He had a goal and an assist as part of this 7-2 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's hear from Mackenzie post game in Vegas. 
just obviously this spot we've talked about it and we know the situation but uh, to get a win like this uh, in this building what does it mean to this group yeah huge win um, we know the importance of every game now we, we basically have to win every game right that's the mentality going forward um, and that was a big win a lot of contributions from a lot of guys out there it was nice to see well and some you know big moments when they respond obviously tie it up at two but just for your group to kind of come back the way you did what does that say yeah I thought you know they came, they were coming at us hard after a TV timeout for a while there uh, good stretch and you know, I don't. I don't think it, we let it affect us. I, you know, when we got calm, and uh, you know, Colsey came up with a big, big goal to finish that period off. That, speaking of big goals, that was a real rocket that yeah. you threw in there. My, my dipperoo. Your dipperoo. Yeah, yeah. I've been working on that shot for a long time now, but um, nice to see it go through. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was probably 45 miles per hour, but it's nice that it went through. You feel like you, you know, it feels to me like you guys deserve a little bit of puck luck, and yeah. you got something. Yeah, we did. It was, it, it was nice to see. You know, we've been working hard for our, you know our chances, and sometimes I feel like we've been, you know, not not getting rewarded for it so uh to get a couple good bounces there um you know it was nice to see just talking about puck management issues because a lot of guys lamenting that the other night just Mm -hmm. some of the turnovers but it's really seemed like you're managing it well and and not really giving them anything checking well did you guys feel that too yeah i thought maybe a little bit in the second period there even my my play but um you know we're, we're sharp right now we're playing good hockey there you go. That's Mackenzie Weger post game. Our final look inside the Flames locker room. Lots of post game from Vegas tonight. We heard from Mackenzie, Blake Coleman, Michael Backlund, Tyler Toffoli, Daryl Sutter, and Jacob Markstrom joined us live from T-Mobile Arena as well. This is your Flames Talk post game show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Steinberg along with you. Let's uh, jump back in following a 7-2 win over the Golden Knights on the text line at 960 9 starting with Matt who says just wanted your thoughts on Sutter putting Richie in personally would have liked to see Dewar stay in the lineup I agree I I would have liked to see Dewar stay in as well I don't think Richie really contributed one way or the other to this one tonight I think they still would have won 7-2 had had Dewar stayed in but that's just me I would have liked to stay in to see him stay in as well Uh, Barry says Patty solid show so far tonight what a game players coaches and fans definitely needed this blowout great energy absolutely agree Lewis has been playing his role perfectly all season excellent bang for buck player curious and hoping for your insight has Lucic been nursing an injury this season? He hasn't been the quickest or most skilled player on the ice for a few seasons, but has always had passion and drive. Seems to be completely gone this year. Isn't involved in any scrums or sticking up for teammates as much. Went 50-something games without a scrap and zero presence. Attitude just seems really off. Thanks for the great work. Appreciate the show. Thank you, Barry. I don't think he is dealing with an injury. I don't know that for sure, but I don't believe he's dealing with anything. Um, if it was something, it would be minor as he's obviously playing through. I think Milan is frustrated by the lack of offense this year. He had a pretty good offensive year last year. This year he's got five goals in 65 games. I think there's some frustration. I, I, I think that that is maybe the biggest part of it. Um, but I don't believe that we're, we're talking about him playing through uh, an injury or anything that would be significantly hampering him. Uh, I don't believe that to be the case, but again, I don't know that for 100% sure. Um, this from Brad. Sutter knows what he's doing. He knows what he has in Pelche, and he needed to see if Rizicka could be motivated. My concern is Kadri, though, not Huberto. Sutter was poking the bear when he demoted Kadri to the fourth line. Kadri's the key. Love Milan, but he has to sit. Richie should go golfing now. Um, 
What else we got here on the text line at 960-960? This says, I can finally say the last two weeks there's been life in a heartbeat on this team, and it started with number 11. I've been wanting Backlund to play on that second line for the longest time. I'm happy to see that he produced in that spot. I'd love to see Jacob and Nazem with Walker. I think with Nazem down the middle with the two young guns and how Walker retrieves pucks in the corner, I think that would be a dangerous third line with some offensive zone starts. Defensively, Nas seems to be a defensive liability. I think there's still a little too late to the party to get into the playoffs but regardless it's going to be an interesting stretch for this team uh this says tonight the boys showed some snowy battle love it that's from brenda and yeah i thought it was a classy move from vegas to announce a couple of nights ago that their 50 50 in this game was all going to go to snowy strong i thought that was super classy yep regular season feels like life and death but when you think about the battle that chris snow is in and the battle the snow family is is going through just mentally and emotionally on a day in day out basis uh, kelsey and and the the two kids uh, it puts everything in perspective. Had it been 7-2 Vegas, still would have been a classy move by the Golden Knights. Had it been 7-2 Vegas tonight, it still is just a hockey game. And what Chris Snow and that family is battling on a daily basis is a whole lot more important. That's real life. This is fun. This is a distraction. These are millionaires playing hockey. What Chris Snow is dealing with, that's real life. Um... This says, uh, so good text, Brenda. This says, uh, Pelche and Dewar in, Richie and Lucci out. That would help tremendously. Here comes our boy Nabber who says, uh, Patty, Nashville and Winnipeg play each other Saturday. Then they play uh, on, and then they both play on Sunday. If Calgary can find a way Monday night against a loaded Kings team, perhaps we'll see flags on cars by mid next week. Um, I don't think anything that'll happen between now and mid next week will determine whether or not the Flames ultimately make it or don't. I mean, obviously, it could help determined but I don't think will be determined like Winnipeg is not going to be completely awful I don't believe between now and the end of the season Nashville is the team that I have the least faith in I still believe it's going to be between Calgary and Winnipeg despite the Preds having those three games in hand we'll see we will see um, but I don't think will be any uh, I don't think it'll be any less murky mid next week Naber. but yes winnipeg and nashville do play each other twice uh between now and the end of the year uh this reads have you seen nashville's schedule it's awful i think calgary's got a chance in the playoffs of course they do they're only three back they've got a chance i think everybody else not everybody else but i think everybody has their own opinions as to how close they are or how how much of a chance they have but yes they've got a chance absolutely they do um on top of that nashville has i believe the hardest schedule at least based on points uh, of their opposition between now and the end of the season if if that means anything to you uh this reads so many people focusing on what's happened we need to focus on the positives got to start somewhere to develop a base turn that into momentum and see what happens we want to see even if eliminated that huberdo finds his groove or Kadri becomes a bit more ma nasty keeping opponents heads on the swivel and making lower percentage plays due to Kadri's presence on ice rushing forcing plays etc if none of that happens then we can have our pout fest. Until then, we need to be positive, much better than negativity. That comes from Dr. Sugarbuds. <laughs> I like that. Neil in Calgary says, great game for the Flames. I really like how effective Backlund's been this season. In my mind, he's the hands-down front runner to succeed Gio as captain, finally. As a point of focus, a new captain could be a galvanizing force for this team. All the players seem to look to him for leadership as they should. 
if at some point they do clinch a playoff spot, I think it would be a great idea to name him captain. He deals with the ref scores um, important goal. He deals with the refs, scores important goals, and plays better defensively than any forward on the team. That comes from Neil in Calgary. Uh, I, I believe that he'd be a great candidate for captain. Uh, this reads, Evening Pat, just wondering your thoughts on Coronado. Do you think he signs after watching how Sutter has treated the young guys? I still think if he gets games in um, and he can burn the first year of his entry-level deal that he will sign. Uh, I know the Flames are, are feeling quite positive that he is going to sign. Uh, this from Will in BC. Pat, as usual, you're the voice of reason. The Knights had excuses tonight, but the Flames have lost many games this year against lesser teams that also had excuses. For me, it's not the last 69 games, it's the next 13. The only thing I might change tonight was Dewar in and Richie out, but I'm not the coach and the team won. I still have hope. It's not over until it's over. Playoffs, anything can happen. Just ask the 0-4 Flames. I also would like to see Pelche in, but again, I'm not the coach. That comes from Will in BC. Will in BC, a text that didn't mention Markstrom. That is crazy. Uh, um, this from Ross. We have to give credit where credit's due. The Flames played a heck of a hockey game tonight. I'm proud of them. They have been totally under the microscope all season, so it's great to see them having some fun. This could be the turning point everyone's been hoping for. Just goes to show when Markstrom's on, the team plays well. They'll beat the Stars on Saturday and make it interesting. I'd bring back Dewar and sit Richie. I'm actually looking forward to that next game. They look confident tonight. This says... This Flames team is so funny. They lose the games they should win and win the games they should lose. Yeah, it's kind of been that type of season. Um, this says, when you have two players on your team having babies, and unfortunately we're not entitled to complications, uh, what could be an even if they are healthy? Where's your mindset? That's what the, I don't know, you know what, I can't read this text. Not because it's a, a text that shouldn't be read. I just, there's no punctuation and a bunch of spelling mistakes, and I'm having trouble reading it on the fly. I apologize. I think that was a voice to text, and I'm having a tough time going from anywhere from there. There's a bunch of words that don't make any sense, and I don't want to try to read it on the air and pick my way through it. Um, this says, uh, on the one hand, I'm very glad Sutter finally separated Kadri and Huberto. On the other, that Kadri line tonight looked brutal on paper and on the ice. Backlund, Lindholm, and Toffoli were all outstanding tonight. Bring on Dallas. Um... This from Coleman, who says, what a great game, but let's take off the rose-colored glasses. I'm waiting for the letdown next game at home against the Stars. Um, and this from Larry. Pat, happy for the win, but confused as ever with this Jekyll and Hyde team. Who knows who shows up Saturday? 100% agree with you. Resign Backland and make him captain. Um, this reads from Tim and Hillhurst. Solid game, but is evidence that this season has been a coaching failure. Why did it take until game 69 to turn on the blender with lines? It's been painfully obvious all season that Huberto and Kadri have zero chemistry, yet breaking them up is new news today. Too little, too late. Uh, this reads... And our final text from Dwayne in Calgary. I have no idea if people are even watching the same games. Flames are trending in the right direction, and Uyghur's underlying numbers are amazing. Everyone just wants... Um I don't know what that's supposed to mean, uh, but people should be... Oh, I see what it means. Again, voice to text. Uh, everyone wants points from defensemen when they should be really grading him on the ability to stop the puck from going in the net. That's from Dwayne in Calgary. The reason I got held up there is because it says everybody wants points set a defenseman. 
I think he means points out of defenseman. That voice to text will get you, Dwayne. Uh, but I was able to wade my through that one. Wade, wade my way through that one. Great stuff on the text line tonight at 960-960. Okay, it's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post game. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Five more calls before we wrap things up on this Thursday night. Let's go to Jennifer, who I know would be pretty happy because uh, Adam Rizichka was back in the lineup tonight. What's going on, Jennifer? Oh, my gosh, Pat, you legend. I'm so happy Rizichka played tonight. I literally just had to call and, you know, cheer that on. Well, I'm glad that he got back in. He was doing awesome. I mean, he, he was winning face-offs. He was taking shots. He was making hits. I was elated. So I hope everyone else was happy, too. He, uh, I thought he played well. I, I, I like that line. Um, with and I, I liked him and Dubé uh, on that line. I didn't think Richie did a lot tonight. I didn't think he was detrimental. I just didn't think he did a ton tonight. But that line was fine together. Yeah, they did well. I'm super happy that he's back, and I hope he stays there for a while. And we'll see. I, I really, I don't know what to expect for Saturday against Dallas. I really don't. It's tough to say for sure, but I think it would still be awesome to have him and Dewar play together. So fingers crossed that that's the next step in the right direction. We shall see, I guess. Awesome. Well, I hope you have an amazing night, and yay for Rizichka making an appearance. I did, and, and I feel for your boyfriend. I, I feel like uh, I feel like you've got a bit of a thing for Rizichka. I feel for oh, yeah, he He knows. Like, my contact name in his phone is literally Mrs. Rizichka. He gets no <laughs> thing. Awesome. Like, I've done it. He's like, okay, we're just rolling with it. Hey, you know what? That's uh, I like I like the way he thinks. Well done. <laughs> Have a great night, Pat. See you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Let's say hello to Grant on the phone line. What's going on, Grant? Well, how's it going, Patty? Tonight, do you believe, do you believe in miracles here? I don't do know if it would it? be like a straight up miracle, but it would be. Uh, may- maybe it would be a miracle. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna take uh, for for them to make it. It's gonna take a lot to go right, both by them and other teams. But I like. Uh, I like the fact that they're skating here. Uh, uh, you know what? I've been one of the hardest guys on Backlund for the whole time he's been here in Calgary. Uh, okay. Tonight, you know, when it bounces in like that and it goes in, you're looking at it and you're going, well, there's a possibility here, right? There's a big possibility. they got 26 points on the table. Uh, let's run the table. Let's try to do it. You know, like a, a, a week ago, uh, Francis was saying that we were going to lose, you know, like, and then, you know, everybody got negative. It's up and down and all over the place. This is supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be a fun thing. And uh, I think, personally, I'm watching it. I've, I've phoned you a couple times over many years, man. And uh, this is, I don't phone for no reason. I'm looking tonight, I was like jumping up and down, right? Nice. I'm like, okay, he woke nice. me up. He woke me up here. So what's going to go on? Uh, I, I think uh, Toffoli's hitting them hard. Uh, to, uh, what else? I think we were lucky Quick was in the net tonight. Yeah, that was uh, that was not, the, the, the Flames won that goaltending battle by a uh, country mile tonight. And uh, you know what? Uh, also, yes, maybe uh, you know having a baby uh, could have took him off his game. And you know what? I heard statistics tonight. He's been the best goalie since uh, for a while here. So you know, uh, I just don't. You know what? Being a Flames fan, you gotta have the defibrillator on one side.
side and you got to have some something else on the other let's say <laughs> it's a tough it's a she's a tough goal but uh, uh from when i'm looking like uh, this this is a good sign my sister put her flurry shirt on the other uh the other day okay every every time she puts the flurry shirt on they win okay so your <laughs> sister better start wearing that more often then well i told her you know like she's crazy flame sun and i'm like i'm like you know every morning we have we have a coffee corner on this topic, and we're like, uh, is it in or out? Or are we going to win this game? Are we going to win this, you know? Are we going to get in here? Because it's getting, like, uh, it's getting a little old. We need to uh, try to get into uh, something positive here. Because the, the, the from watching it on the outside, uh, a lot of people are just slagging the organization, and it, it's not right, you know? Like, uh, it's our team, and... We've got a lot of points on the table. Let's get her done, you know. There's still lots of time to go. No doubt about that, my friend. And we'll so see if they can uh, if they can make it ultimately interesting. Don't you like that other guy. Even if he's a friend, uh, you got a hard job to do. Just let's let's get her done here. Have a good night, eh? All right, Grant. Be well, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. And our last call tonight goes to Josh. What's up, Josh? Well, we'll try this again. Hey, buddy. Um... Hopefully the almighty Rogers won't drop my call this time. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, uh, just a few thoughts. Um, I mean, well, typical flames beating the best, losing against the worst, you know, but you know, you gotta, you gotta love them. You gotta love them. Uh, I have, okay. So a few thoughts for you. First sure. of all, um, I know you've got like the, you know, little hard on for backland as, as do i i fully hardly agree that he should be the captain with a with a let's maybe let's not let's maybe not use that term again but i i i hear you it's a, le- oh, yeah, a little absolutely. a little risky yeah, family friendly family friendly. exactly yeah yeah um yeah two to three year term i think would be perfect with the with the with the c i don't think there would be any anything that would keep him from leaving calgary unless you know stanley cup but um, now this is the one question here, Vodar. Okay, mm-hmm. he's he's a stellar backup, probably one of the best we've had in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Question is, is what do we do with him? Do we keep him because Dustin Wolf, right? Do we let him marinate a little bit more, or do we, you know, who bring him up? Wolf or Vladar? No, Wolf. Like, what do we do with Vladar? Like, do we let? wolf marinate a little bit more i do like if it's if it's me making if you're asking for my opinion uh i i think over developing um and being super patient with wolf is the way to go um and i think that's what the flames are gonna do because they've got Markstrom signed for three more years after this year. They've got Vladar signed for two years uh, after this year as he just signed the contract at the beginning of the season. Uh, so, yeah, I I think overdeveloping and, and continuing to marinate, if, if you want to use that term, wolf in the American League, I think that's the way to go because, Josh, I, I, I think that – Goaltending is is such a fragile position, yeah. And it's way different than players. You can let them exactly. Let them go I've seen this league. Players. I've seen this league eat up and spit out so many young goalies over the last number of years that I think it would be. Um, I think it would be like better. Like Croner, eh? <laughs> What's that? Like Croner. 
Wow. He's a little. Wow, he, that's he, a. He could have used some marinating a little bit, I think. He, he got lots of American League games in. Yeah, um, no, I'm just, I'm just bugging you. I know. But, I just um, think if, if you don't, if we don't, like, look, if they're out of it and the last two or three games don't mean anything or they've clinched in the last two or three games don't mean anything, then, yeah, have at it. I think Wolf getting into a game or two, he's earned that. But absolutely. I think that when it comes to putting him in and, and having him as a, a high leverage and, and, you know, regular NHLer, I am yep. all for waiting on that. Front. Yeah, I, 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 think, I know. I completely agree. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Ladar as a backup. But that actually is you, funny you say that about the last couple games. That leads into my next thing. I, I read Ryan Pike's, uh, you know, Coronado piece. So if the Flames are all of a sudden start pushing and they have a shot at the playoffs, mm-hmm. does that, like, that shouldn't be a reason why they don't, bring him up no like i agree i think i i still think that there's plenty of reason to bring him into the lineup he could give them some scoring punch i know that this coach is is not big on playing young players i think we all know that but i i think there's plenty of reason to still bring him into the fold if he's willing to sign yeah no absolutely you can't have another fox situation here and if he's willing to sign i think you owe it to yourself to make sure that that happens yeah you don't well yeah you don't want to you know push push them back and forth right and then make them want to leave so exactly and and you know if all of a sudden he opts to go back for his junior year at college well then all of a sudden you're starting to get a little worried about whether or not because once he goes back for his junior year then he's a year away from being a year away. And once you're at that spot, yeah. you're like, oh, boy. Like, well, is that's, he good? that's the same thing. Harvard with Fox, we lost him. Look at him. And we were worried about Johnny. But thankfully, hopefully this year with Coronado, same with Johnny, his first few games, right? So Or game, I guess. But, uh, yeah, no. That, and you know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe it ends up being a scenario where he comes in and um, only – plays the one game or whatever the case may be or or you know like but I, I i still think if you can get him to sign and he's okay with whatever circumstances exist in that regard and i think one of the circumstances would be for him to play then i think yeah. that you're you're ending up ahead organizationally well and i think he's re- i think he's really wanting to burn that first year with i would i i don't think play. i don't think he signs unless he burns that first year. Like, yeah, I think that would be completely, that, I think that's part agree. of the the deal if he's going to sign that first year is going to get burnt. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then last thing here I guess. Yeah. Uh, this uh I'm hearing a lot of this whole like oh this Sutter you'll probably serve you know I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. He's uh one of the best coaches almost ever really. Um like well, not one of the best, but he's up there. Well, he's a future um, Hall of Fame coach, I think. Absolutely, no, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm also hearing, oh, well, tree living, tree living. I think tree living has done a fantastic job bringing us into, you know, even though we're in and out each year, you know, in playoffs, out playoffs. He still made us whatever. He's done a fantastic job signing contracts and all that stuff. Do you think he's on a hot seat? I don't think he is. I, he shouldn't be. I mean, if they miss the playoffs this year, doesn't shouldn't necessarily mean he's on a hot 
hot seat. Like he's got well, the a new, problem is, a new, is a new that core he's got to build with, right? Like the problem is, is that he doesn't have a contract right now. So yeah, that's the scary part. Is I mean, he on a? Is he on the hot seat? I, I guess probably because he's unsigned. Yeah. But he also, you know, he plays into that, right? Um, and he. Not, not, not. He plays into that, but like he has a say in that, um, and so it's not just a Flames thing. Uh, I do believe there have been contract offers and contract discussions, but nothing has been figured out as of yet. And and I, I'm with you. I think bringing back Tree is the way to go. It's what yeah. I would do if I were them. But you know, they uh, th- there's not you know Tree needs to be okay with signing. And they need to they need to come up with some sort of uh, deal that's that's okay. So we'll see how it plays out. But it is well, a yeah, fascinating like if, one to watch, if, man. If, if if that did happen, like, are they finally going to give Con- Connie a shot, or, or I don't know, constantly be the 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 second man or whatever. I have like, no idea what they're going to do if Tree doesn't come. Yeah, back. like I, I mean, they should. I think they should. Well, and I think you know how I feel about Mr. Conroy. So yes, I, I think that. I, I think that would be the way to go. But, yeah. again, first of all, we and don't even know what's going to happen with the, the current GM. Second, eh? no, what's that? That would be a dream. Sorry, I didn't hear you. What did you say? Oh, and I said, and then bring in Jerome as his second. That would be a dream. <laughs> yeah, and then, Jer- <laughs> then Jerome can be the second to, to Connie. Well, yeah. let's see what happens with Tree before Absolutely. we go down that road. I appreciate right, the call buddy. tonight, thanks Josh. Very much. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Be well, hey. You too. Okay, man. Uh, That will wrap us up on the phone portion of the evening. Uh, Also wrap us up on the text portion of the evening. Great stuff on our Flames Talk phone lines. Great stuff on our Flames Talk text line. Uh, Always awesome to have the great interaction with you. Uh, Win, loss, playoffs, no playoffs. Always a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Time for our... Uh, post-game report, time for our final summary. Here's how the Flames won their game 7-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights. They never trailed in this game. Mackenzie Weger scored the game's first goal with less than five minutes to go in the first period. Mackenzie Weger gets his second of the year from Rasmus Anderson and Tyler Toffoli, and the Flames led 1-0 after 20 minutes of play. Time of that goal was 15:06. Then early in the second, Tyler Toffoli scores a beauty for his 27th of the year. Toffoli from Elias Lindholm at 3:39. The Flames had a 2-0 lead, but Vegas erases that 2-0 lead in short order. First, a Zach Whitecloud goal makes it 2-1. Whitecloud's third from um, Riley Smith and Michael Amadio at 12:33. Then just over three minutes later, Smith makes it 2-2 with his 23rd of the year. Smith from William Carlson and Alex Petrangelo at 15:54. We had a 2-2 tie, but. 83 seconds after Vegas ties it, the Flames go back out in front, and this time for good. Blake Coleman redirects home his 15th of the year. Coleman from Lindholm and Weger at 17-17 of the second period. The Flames took a 3-2 lead into the third period. Then in the third, they blow it wide open, starting with a power play goal from Michael Backlund, his 17th of the year at 8:40 of the third period. Backlund from Anderson and Toffoli, and it was 4-2. Then at 13-16, Toffoli scores again to make at 5-2 is 28th from Manjapani at 13-16. 
Blake Coleman scores into an empty net at 15-43 to make it 6-2. Second of the night, 16th of the year from Coleman. Hannafin the only assist. And then 28 seconds later with Jonathan Quick back in for Vegas. Dylan Dubé gets on in on the act with his 18th of the year. Dubé from Nikita Zadorov and Jonathan Huberdeau at 16-11 gets us to a 7-2 score. That would end up being your final. Final shots, 30-19 in favor of the Flames. Uh, Calgary finishes 1-for-2 on the power play. Vegas 0-for-4 with the man advantage. Your three stars in the building tonight. Number three, Riley Smith. Number two, Blake Coleman. And number one, Tyler Toffoli. With the win, Calgary improves to 31-24-14. They're back in action Saturday at home to Dallas, while Vegas drops to 42-21-6. They're back in action Sunday at home to Columbus. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Peter Labardius, and for our outstanding producer, Azam Nanji, my name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show, which is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Go hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We've been coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate for all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. Next up for the Flames, a one-game homestand. They're home for one Saturday night against Dallas. 8 o'clock face-off, 7 o'clock Flames warm-up right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your week. We'll talk to you Saturday on Flames warm-up, and of course we'll talk to you Friday with some more Flames talk for you in the afternoon. Uh, your final score from Vegas, the first ever win at T-Mobile Arena for Calgary. Flames win 7-2. This has been your Flames talk post-game show, available wherever you get your podcasts, and this has been Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 the fan this is cfac 960 am calgary alberta canada a rogers sports and media radio station flames radio is only on sportsnet 960 the fan thanks for listening sportsnet.ca slash 960 has games and times for the next flames radio broadcast this is a copyright broadcast no retransmission streaming recording or copying of the broadcast in any way is allowed without the permission of the calgary flames hockey club and sportsnet 960. Calgary's home for the Flames and the National Hockey League is Sportsnet 960 The Fan.